Hello and welcome to the Pine Creek Valley Christian Church podcast. My name is Clay Hanley. I'm the associate pastor here at Pine Creek Valley Christian Church. And I'm Ron Savitz, the senior pastor here at Pine Creek Valley Christian Church. We welcome to our broadcast. So this last series that we did, we talked about how do we know that the Bible is authentic? Why should we read the Bible? And how do we read the Bible? Uh, we have since finished that podcast, and th- today we are starting our new podcast called Churchy Words. Right, and we're going to discuss different words that is used in the church uh, that the common person who hasn't studied the Bible, such as Ron and I, uh, may not understand. Today we're going to be talking about love, and though you most definitely have heard the word love, uh, the worldly understanding of love is very different than the biblical understanding yes, of love. It is. Yeah. So we're going to talk about where do we find love in scripture and what does it mean in the biblical understanding. Uh, we're going to talk about why we should know about this and how does it apply to our lives. So let's start. Uh, as we talk about love, it's important to know that there are different kinds yes. of love. Um, yes. Ron, give us some of the different words for love in the Bible. Well, in the New Testament, there are four words. Well, one of them actually does not appear in the New Testament, but the Greek language teaches that there are four words. Eros, love between a man and a woman. There was a storge, love between parent and child. There was also phileo, brotherly love. We get our city, Philadelphia, from those two Greek words, one Adelphos, one phileo, brotherly love. And then there's agape, and that's the kind of love that we're going to be talking about today. That's God's love for man. It's an undeserved, unmerited love. We may not deserve it, but God gives it to us anyhow. Uh, so to better understand uh, this agape love, uh, go ahead and open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 if you have your Bible. Uh, and we're going to read out of verses 4 to 7. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Now what, and this gives us a pretty solid definition of what agape love is. Um, yes, it does. Because this is specifically talking about agape love and not the brotherly love or any of the other exactly. loves. Exactly. And it's the most common word in the New Testament for love. And in fact, is almost coined by the New Testament. It wasn't as if it had not been known before, but it was very seldom used. But in the New Testament, it's used over and over again. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's the word agape mm. in the original language. Mm. So now, as we read this definition uh, of what love is, it becomes clear to us that this isn't exactly how we would understand love in the worldly understanding today. No, because we use that word to mean so many different things in the English language. We can say, I love ice cream, I love my dog, I love my wife. We can't define clearly what we mean by any one of those things. Here it very plainly says, love is patient. That means to endure difficult circumstances. 
sometimes it means to endure difficult people yeah. as well. So God is patient with us. He's kind toward us. Uh, and if we truly love people, we're not going to uh, be envious of them. We're not going to boast or be arrogant about our own abilities. Uh, and again, it's going to come down to the point where it says we bear all things, we believe all things, we hope all things, we endure all things. Only love can really make us do that. Now, Ron, this is the agape. That's the kind of love that God has for us, correct? Exactly. Yes. Now, I, I remember reading this in the past, um, and I got caught up there in verse 5 where it says, it does not insist on its own way. Now, how does that apply to God whenever seemingly God does insist on his way throughout the entire Old Testament? And Well, God's way is the best way for us. Right. He's not giving us those commands and those precepts to keep us from doing uh, things that would harm us. He, he gives them specifically so that they are for our own good. Uh, if we live that way, if we live according to his commands and precepts, we are going to be, have the best life that we can possibly have in this world and certainly in the world to come. Like so his love is concerned about our well-being, not simply about what he says. Right, the same way that a, a father or a mother would love their child. Exactly. Right. Uh, now, like you said, whenever we look at love in the world, uh, people can say they love ice creaming. Clearly they're not willing to sacrifice their love <laughs> or sacrifice their, their life for ice cream or uh, even for most... I. Some people might be willing to sacrifice their life for their dog, but even then, I find that hard to believe. As well, where is it in Matthew that talks about sacrificing for someone well, you love? Well, it's, it's in several of the Gospels, and John sort of spells it out clearly at near the end of Christ's life, where he says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And he demonstrated that by giving his own uh, life for us. It begins with, For God so loved there's the word agape again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And maybe that's the easiest definition. Agape love means to give, not to receive. If we really love someone, we're going to do what's best for them, not what's best for ourselves. That's what the meaning of the word agape is. Right, and it's going to be more than a word. It's going to be an action. An action, yes, absolutely. Okay. It's going to be genuine. Uh, it's going to be visible. Yes. Even. Um, now, so to go farther into that, how do we apply this to our lives? How do we live our lives in, in an agape kind of way, in a world full of living it in a, in a worldly way? Well... Let's begin by saying that agape covers all the other kinds of love. In other words, if, if I love my wife, as the Bible says, uh, I'm going to do what's best for her. If I love my children, I'm going to do what's best for them. So agape uh, covers phileo, it covers storge, it covers eros, because it is the kind of love that we give without necessarily expecting anything in return. That's not easy. I'm not suggesting that it is. But it's demonstrated in the life of Christ, and that's what he calls us to. In fact, again, in the Gospel of John, it says, By this men shall know you are my disciples, by the way you love one another. 
And as you already pointed out, it's an action. It's something that we do. We don't just say it. Uh, we, we do something. Uh, it, in fact, the old King James word uses the word charity, and that word simply meant, I love you enough to do something for you. And that's how we apply it. We, when we really love people, we're going to try our best to do something for them. Now, Rob, where, where is it found in Matthew, uh, where it talks about loving God before your brothers and sisters? Uh, and your own children, and even your own life. Well, it, it's it's in uh, Matthew chapter uh, nineteen. It's also in Mark chapter twelve. It would appear in both of those places where we uh, love God first, and when we love God first, it helps us to love other people better. I, I've always believed we can't have a right relationship with one another unless we have a right relationship with God. Right, so it's important that we remember that as far as we're willing to go for these other people, if we are going to start practicing agape love, we need to be able to go that much farther for God. Yes. And be willing to take every step towards Him. Uh, yeah, and in the Sermon on the Mount, you remember Jesus said, uh, we go the extra mile. Mm. I think that's the difference, is if we really are children of God, because the Bible says God is love, that love is going to cause us to do more than what the law just requires, more than what other people simply expect. We go far beyond that. We go the extra mile. Jesus said, if a man asks for your coat, give him your coat also. More than what was asked. And that's the way God deals with us. Uh, he, he gives us abundantly. And that's really what grace is about. And that's one of the words we'll talk about later on in our discussion. So we thank you all who tuned in to uh, talk about love this week. As we go throughout this series of churchy words, we're going to be discussing more of these words that we hear in church that we may not fully understand. Um, we're going to be adding to the list constantly as we go through this series. And if you think of any of these words, uh, feel free to reach out to the Pine Creek Valley Christian Church and let us know about some words that you would like to hear. Um, and we will be sure to touch on those words so that you know, whenever you're sitting in church and that word comes up, you're not left at a loss or you're not thinking the pastor was talking about one thing when he was actually talking about something else. Exactly. Yeah. So again, my name is Clay Hanley. I'm the associate pastor here at Pine Creek Valley Christian Church. And I'm Ron Savitt, senior pastor here at Pine Creek Valley Christian Church. And we thank you guys for joining us today. Hey.